Well, did I'll, I'll make sure I, uh, I share the shit out of this, man. So we'll see if we can get a... Oh, hell yeah, dude. Let's make this like HPV and let's just give it to everybody. I love it, dude. It's uh, or Corona. No, Corona. That's a bad joke. We don't want to do that. It's a. Uh... <laughs> I mean, because I also feel like more people have HPV than Corona. True. Maybe... It, well, which is easier to get over? Because I want it to be the one that's hardest to get over. Like, what we're going to give it to whoever is. It's like more difficult to not oh, get my over. Lord. I so... mean, okay. So, I've never heard of anybody dying from HPV, but I'm not a doctor, and people die from that. Um, you know got, what? If you die from right that here, and dude, I'm ignorant, figure that out. Let me figure this yeah, out, dude. Let's go. Yeah, straight do that. So, so they don't have to tweet me later and be like, I yes, idiot. HPV. Okay. HPV can get it, be a serious issue every, mm-hmm. every year in the United States, nearly 200,000 women are estimated to be diagnosed with it. And 11,000 mm-hmm. of those cases die. Yep. You can die from HPV. <sighs> Shit. Wow. Okay, you know what? They're both bad. I guess they're both not funny topics. I didn't realize they were both so fatal. <laughs> God, no. I, uh, we're know, fine. It's comedy. You know, <laughs> we're not. I, I don't think. People, I don't think anybody's going. Those guys were serious. They really want people to get HPV. No, that's okay. Now, what you said is what they're supposed to think. But right. what happens is they go. My grandmother died of an HPV COVID hybrid that killed both sides of her. You know, like the men You're in like, the middle. Jesus Christ, that poor lady. That's a stroke of luck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. That was some crazy nursing home she was in. Like it's yeah. that's what happens is that you get that person. You find she the had a person UTI that's the at the most same triggered. time. She just had a bad go, dude. It was. It was yeah, fun. exactly. Wall on fire. How dare you make jokes about fire, my grandmother? You right. know. So it's just like, of course, the most triggered person is the loudest, and that doesn't make them the most right. I'll say that openly. And if you're triggered by that, tweet me and I'll block you. I'd love to block you. I love Dude, that's the, that's the best invite for engagement I've ever heard. Tweet <laughs> me and I'll block you immediately. Like, yes. Yeah. Aaron Michael Marsh takes a stand. I like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember my ex-girlfriend watched me block some people, you know, because people were just being stupid and like, oh, that's no problem. Block, block, yeah. block. And she was just like, you just block people like that? And they're strangers. They're just strangers that found me on Twitter. Yeah. And like, yeah. Why would I keep somebody like that around? That's somebody a great that I point, didn't even man. know existed for three seconds and just showed pure negativity when I had no negative like feeling. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of them. And then she has to see my my block list, and I pulled it up, and she was like amazed. She's like, "You block so many people." Yeah, and you're like, I, "Why would I want to open an app to see what these people are thinking?" Yeah. I mean, they're in their basement. Their fingers are covered with Cheeto dust. Like, I really need to know what they think about X, Y, or Z. Yeah, I used to be that guy that didn't block at all. Like, I I felt like morally superior for not blocking. Like, I was so able to take the fiery darts. Like, I'm a man, right? And then I got to a point where I'm like, fuck this noise, dude. Like, I want to curate my own social media experience. Mm-hmm. And it started actually ironically by blocking people that I knew that were just being pricks. And I'm like, okay, you're done. And I got a little drunk with power. I'm like, okay, dude, let's get this going. Block finger, block party, time to go. And I just, it's, yeah, I'm easy to block now. Or I block easily, I should say. I block easily too, especially something that's like not a family member. Family members all also, by the way, if you're listening, I will mute you if I like you and you say something dumb. You're not instantly blocked. But also, there's a process. <laughs> yeah, there's a process. But if you get muted and you still say dumb shit, you're gone. Yeah, I don't care who you are. 
Dude, I love it. You like, have like an HR type response. Now there's a first you're written up with the mute. And then once it if continues. If I like you, if yeah. I didn't know you existed, you don't get strike one because why? You haven't earned strike one. I love it. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I really, I feel that way about it. Aaron Michael and, Marsh, uh, the voice of reason of Twitter. It's great. Or the, it will destroy your voice of reason. You know, like I <laughs> will not listen to your voice of reason. <laughs> there was a lady, I just tweeted because I watched, uh, what is it? The... Sound of Music. I watched yeah. The Sound of Music and I was like, hey, if anyone has Disney Plus, it's on there and it aged well. And some lady showed up. She goes, uh, I beg to differ. It did not age well. And I was like, oh God, is this going to be about the Nazis? You know, and she was just like, yeah. uh, they would never let Maria behave like that if she was a nun. And I was like, yeah, that's the first song. The first song is all about the problem with Maria. <laughs> that, that's not, <laughs> that's they the part that the triggers stage you still. With the movie. Yeah. yeah, that's the premise. She can't stay with the nuns. She doesn't act like them. But that person's still triggered in 2020 by Sound of Music. And I was like, I don't want to hear your opinion no more. Gone. It's, oh, that's, it's such a touchy thing. I, the, one of the first movies I watched on Disney Plus after it, it came out was Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, I've watched <laughs> old, that twice on it already. Old, old school movie from my childhood. I loved it. And I remember reading somewhere. I, I, think, I can't even remember what it was. That there was some sort of like racial undertone with like the cartoon lion. And I'm like, oh, my fucking Lord, dude. Really? Like people are just wanting to be pissed about stuff. I don't know what the problem yeah. is. Yeah, people do want to be pissed about stuff. And also we should go back and see how we've evolved as people and see these things. Like there shouldn't be these editing of these old movies in those sort of ways. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm, I was actually, so do you know the specifics of what happened with HBO and the gone and gone with the wind? Cause I first thought that they yeah. were just going to take it off. And then they, they's like, they got a bunch of heat. Cause like, yo, like that was the first African-American woman to get a, to receive an Oscar out of that yeah. movie. Like, so anyway, and, and then they go, oh, okay, so we're going to put it back. And then it has like a disclaimer on it. I was like, that's actually a, a good pushback in a way. Like, Yeah. But, yeah, they should. You know, it also has a disclaimer on it. The Mickey Mouse Club on uh, Disney Plus. Really? Yeah, I saw it, and there's a disclaimer. Horribly racist diatribe. The Mickey Mouse Club. Oh my word! Well, I, I had to watch it. I was like, yeah. "Why is there a disclaimer on the Mickey Mouse Club?" And they have a girl that goes to one of those schools. I forget what they're called. Maybe you know, where you take like a little girl and you like can teach her how to be a lady. I'm like, like a this finishing is the school, etiquette. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a, a female etiquette. Okay. And so there's like, oh, a lady should behave like this and a lady like this and a lady like that. And I was like, I could see where this is the reason that as a disclaimer. But also, if you're mad at the Mickey Mouse Club for airing this in 1955, that's on you. Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, and, and what's, I don't know, maybe I'm old school. Like, what's wrong with showing that people should learn manners? <laughs> that seems... <laughs> I'll tell you what they said. That I was like, this is what they did. They gave a specific weight where they were like, a woman should never weigh this much. And oh, okay. So that's what it is. It's okay. like, so like, yeah, I get it. But also like, you're allowed to be mad at your TV. You know, like, it's fine. If you see that and you're like, man, F this. 1955 sucked and was stupid. That's fine. You shouldn't need a disclaimer to hear like that 1955 was wrong about a few things. Did you I know love many that? Things I love that you said like, a lot, uh, a lot. You, I, yeah. I love that phrase. You said you're allowed to be mad at your TV. That's perfect. Like, let it end yeah. there. I'm pissed at my TV. Change the channel. Like, whatever happened to not, like, entertaining stuff that you don't like and going to something different? That's a crazy idea. Yeah, people want to legislate their feelings. And you're like, no, you're allowed to be. 
we all have opinions and that's why we have our feelings heard, but that's how you form your opinions is you go, well, that didn't feel right. And this does. And so I guess I feel more this way than that way. And that's how you get there. You don't yeah. legislate people to like make everyone feel the same because people don't feel the same. Yeah. Well, there's it's also a part of that. An where, yeah. And there's also part of that where sometimes you just got to get over the fact that not everybody is going to agree with you. Like that seems yeah. to be the, the more egregious sort of sin in this whole landscape is that people can't handle it, that I might think differently than you. And if I do, that doesn't mean that I'm this horrible, misogynistic, racist, mm-hmm. homophobic, whatever. I just think around a different corner than you. That That's okay. How about we talk it out? That's one of the things that I found. I've, I had this experience on Facebook recently where I, I went through this whole purge. I had like, I, I did what people used to do where I just friended everybody. So I had thousands of friends on Facebook mm-hmm. and I went through and I, I purged everybody down to legitimately only people that I know. And I did leave the last thing open where I said, this was done by a, by an app. If I missed you and we're legitimately friends, mm-hmm. have me back. We're good. So there was a one guy that was a, a local comedian here, an older guy, kind of a shit stir. He likes to cause trouble. And I, I, I don't even remember what I, my post was about, but he started some nonsense on my thing. Mm-hmm. I called the dude. I'm like, let's talk this out, man. And we had one of the coolest conversations that was about 20 minutes long. We left the conversation laughing. We didn't see completely eye to eye, but we felt so close enough to it. We're like, yeah, dude, think that way. I'm fine. We're good. Like, I'm sure I'm going to buy him a shot next time I see him at the bar when those open up again for the mm-hmm. open mics. And, and it was so much better. I remember when uh, it, it was a, a mentor of mine a long time ago told me it's really difficult to hate up close. So if you have, yeah, if you have disagreements with people, get close to them, like talk to them, have there be like an energetic exchange between those people. So you can really see, oh, this guy's not a piece of shit. He just thinks this way. And on top of that, words are really ineffective most of the time for truly communicating. Like there's more to the nuance of how we feel than just typed out words on a screen. And that's our life most of the time now. For sure. Like I also want to have a 360 degree understanding of the thing. Sure. Instead of like, this is the 1%. Uh, view an angle I like on this. So this is how I'm going to just view this. And you're like, well, wait, no. Because there's a reason these things you don't like happen too. And sometimes you can't live in a world where everything just works out in that 1%. Yeah. There's going to be like, is, it, is this going to cause this problem or this problem? And they had to figure out which one they're going to deal with. And so there's like all sorts of things like that. I love that my dad is Republican and I'm liberal and we don't have a problem discussing it. Sure. You know, because it's, it's pretty cool to me. Like when Trump was elected, I called him and was like, is this what it was like when Ronald Reagan was elected? <laughs> because I was like, he's a celebrity that got voted in as a Republican. So that sure. was to me like the only thing. And my dad was like, no, Ronald Reagan was a governor first and, you know, like worked his way up a political system. Trump just jumped to the top. My dad doesn't like Trump. So before anyone tries to find my dad to yell at him, Your dad's my dad canceled. Like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's not no my dad's hurt by Trump kidding. more than anybody because it's like imagine if he was the leader of your team now yeah. and you don't like him it's more painful for that than it is for the liberals that are just like no i'm mad at this anyways and now i extra hate this guy because he also sucks at it yeah it's like it my has, dad's like watching his helped, favorite yeah. car just get driven like it was stolen you know and it's just like that's a good way to describe it like I, I find myself to, I, I espouse, I, I would call myself socially liberal, financially conservative, like fiscally mm-hmm. conservative. I care about where my tax dollars go. I want to make sure they're used responsibly. I think there's a lot of waste in government and I want to make sure that, you know, that that's something that's addressed. Um, Sounds borderline libertarian. Yeah, that it, yeah there's, there's that old joke that kind of, you know, 
really applies. Like, I just want to, you know, be fucking my boyfriend on my bed with my gun while we're loading our bong and have nobody give a shit. You know, like that's mm-hmm. not that I'm, I'm not gay, but like, that's the whole thing. Like, I don't care what you do. Just let me kind of mind my own business and do my thing. So libertarian is, is good. And, and, uh, I'm happy you said you're not gay, by the way, if you're listening and you are gay, you can find Bryce. And you can tell him you got your, a gun and you no, got I a bong. And I, I said that I, I'm not, I said I'm not gay just for the differentiation of it. I could care less. I mean, I, I there are I certain guys I would fuck just to have it a notch on the belt, but you know, that's, that's just, you okay. Know. Who? Um, <laughs> let's go. Ryan Reynolds. I'd be okay to do that guy. He seems funny and he seems like he'd be a cuddler. So that sounds yeah. nice. Um, start soft. Starts off, yeah. I mean, maybe The Rock, just because I want to be held in like Little Spoon, yeah. and like there's very. I'm a large man. I'm six two, two fifteen. So there's very few big spoons out there that would work. So The Rock would work. Um, that's about it. I'll leave it at that. Those two. All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's it. A- so when I see Hobbs and Shaw, that scene in the diner, it's really erotic for me because I'm like, whoa, both of those guys could. <laughs> You're like, if this diner is empty. Yeah, Lord. that little kid would get out of here. She's causing. <laughs> <laughs> if the girl would leave. Yeah. We can take I those pancakes and have shots. some fun. I don't know. I don't know who the girl even is in that. It's uh, it's it's the, the Shower Rodriguez. Uh, no, no, it's it's like uh, I'm, Hobbs is uh, Hobbs is Statham's character. Shaw. I don't remember the names. Yeah, it's the, it's the Rock's character's daughter, and so oh, okay. they're they're at this diner having you know breakfast or whatever, and then Ryan Reynolds comes in because he's a part mm-hmm. of the the government too or whatever. Nice. I have he's never Ryan seen Rivers. a Fast and Furious movie. What? You're the guy? Yeah, I'm the guy. Okay, that's I'm I'm impressed. That's you've avoided. You want to hear something even more? Nine hundred movies. How is that possible? Yeah, because that's not a thing I want to watch. Okay. Uh, the the bigger impressive thing to me is I'm a huge wrestling fan, so Fair. of course I love The Rock. I have not seen a single one of his movies. Interesting, but yet you've found the the parts of the Mickey Mouse Club on Disney Plus that are uh, questionable. Yeah, so, I uh, want to watch those. Yeah, they're per- <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. <laughs> yeah, put a disclaimer on The Rock, and I'll watch The Rock. But until then, it all there's, looks like Tooth Fairy, Too Furious. Well, here, okay, so here's. To oh, wait, speak, wait, I want to say this out loud. Language. Go ahead. Tooth Fairy, Tooth Furious. Okay, oh, no, go ahead. That's brilliant. That's that's punny. Uh, as a wrestling fan, the Fast and Furious, Furious movies were made for you, bro. They oh, are so they fake. They are so oh. scripted and how they and like you're sipping back just loving the audacity of what they're trying to pull off in this movie. It's the thread is the same. You got to watch mm-hmm. at least Hobbs and Shaw because it's got you know my two future lovers, uh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds and and it's Rock. got uh, Roman Reigns. It's got a whole other wrestler in there. There you go. Yeah, dude. So it's, it's, I mean, it's calling to you. I don't know if you've been willing to hear the call. I get it. No, he definitely has made a lot of movies for the wrestling fans. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about me and action movies that I don't want to watch them, but yet an action TV show that lasts three hours of people wrestling in the ring and I'm in, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I drew the line. For some reason, I just drew the line somewhere. Different strokes, baby. That's cool. I'm kind of fine with it. Maybe if those cars got, you know, like got in a ring. Well, and you're a big baseball fan too. So it's not like you're yeah. like, you're used to being like periods of boredom with, with lots of action. That, that's basically a Fast and yeah. Furious movie. It's like, it's also dating. Of, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, fair. Uh, yeah, I guess fair periods of boredom with lots of action in short periods of time. That's uh, yeah. There's a, there's some medicine to help with that, but. No, I was talking about like, you know, when you're single, there's not a lot going on. And then all of a sudden you're in a relationship and lots of action and then you're single again. It's 
Yeah, I had, I had truncated it down to the date itself. Like it's kind of boring, and then whoa, boy, this got fun, and then it's over, you know. But yeah, I mean, you're married, you know what it's like. I used to, yeah, it's kind of fun. Used to. Oh, I'm joking about married life. Like I'm still married. I'm happily married. But yeah, it's I've been married for shit, fifteen and a half years. So that's uh, extra innings. Yeah, it is, man. It's uh, extra innings. I don't know who's going to get the last hit, but I'm sure that it'll be one of us. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one of the two. It's like watching a boxing match. Like, I'm not sure who's going to win, but I bet they're in the ring. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I bet they are. Do you um, get into actual fighting? Like, do you like MMA or boxing? Or I will not turn away from it. I will go to every invite I get from it. But okay. I am legitimately nervous watching it. Like, I get so worried they're going to get hurt. Like, and even though, like, when I watch wrestling on TV, I don't have those nerves. But when I'm in yeah. person, I yeah. do have those nerves because it's in oh, it's front gotta of me. Be different. I've never seen wrestling live. It's got to be Un, like unreal it's insane like because you see like flips on tv you're like that's pretty impressive when you see it in real life it just feels different oh yeah you're like that guy just flipped like six times and then landed on a person perfectly i'm watching acrobats yeah uh, I, I didn't i didn't understand that concept at all until the first time i went to an nfl football game and it just so happened to be uh, the Philadelphia Eagles playing the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta when Michael Vick was the quarterback of the Falcons. And seeing yeah. that dude run in real time, in person, I was like, holy shit, this guy's a Fast. ghost. Fast. Wow. I remember my first NFL live play. I went to see the Cardinals play the Steelers. And it was when they had Matt Liner. Like, that's how long ago this was. Or, like, not, it's also how short it was. was, that, that was, the, was that the Super Bowl? No, no, no. Because that no, was they went with Kurt Warner. This was oh, actually yeah, yeah. the game. Wasn't he the Matt backup Leiner... though? On, on uh, wasn't yeah, Leiner on they that switched. Team? The yeah. game that I went to, Matt oh, Leiner nine. got hurt, and Kurt Warner then took over the rest of the game, and then took over the Cardinals for the next three years. It was like yeah, the yeah. next year they played in the Super Bowl. Okay. But that very, very first play happened so fast. It was like it's three seconds, and for some reason, when you watch it on TV, you see them walk back a couple steps. You see the. Yeah. line you see them look you see them throw in person it was just like all of it happened at once yep. and you were just like oh my god how do these guys even read a defense this is ha- happening so fast yeah um nuts if i could name drop a little thing about michael vick i uh once was in a yeah. room okay and we it was just like a buffet breakfast you know and i was eating the banana pudding and then a man came in and he was like getting stuff and he was like what's that and i was like uh, it's banana pudding he's like is it good and i was like yeah it's too good i'm gonna eat too much of it and he was just like i'm gonna have more than he like filled up his plate with banana pudding and then he like sat down at the table next to us because it was just buffet and i looked over at my buddy jeff shout out to him and i was like is that michael vick and he was like yeah that's michael vick and michael vick uh sat there for like 20 minutes and we joked around and i was just like i don't know how to feel about this you know like i've definitely hated this guy for years but he's being pretty all right. When, like how, how recent was this? Two, three years ago. Okay. So it was after his career? After his career. Yeah. Okay. It was after wow. his career. Wow. Okay. And uh, no, totally. And I mean, he was in the building because he worked there. And then somebody was like, because I saw like me like a little befuddled. And they're like, no, man, he like, he served his time. He feels bad. He does all these dog charities. Yeah. He, like he really tries his hardest to be like the best person he could be. You know, like, that's probably why he's, like, being, like, so, like, nice and talking to you. Because he knows that everywhere he goes, he's an enemy of a person. Sure. And he's trying to be, like, how can I make up with this in my life and just be, like, the nicest, best dude? 
That was, that was when, when that whole thing came out with him, I remember it was, I was, cause I've been an Atlanta Falcons fan for a long time. I have no real claim to the city or anything. I just liked the Falcons from the time I was a kid back when Deion Sanders was a cornerback mm-hmm. for him. Um, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, Oh man, it was so disappointed to see so somebody that was so talented and so prolific mm-hmm. do something so silly. I know. I, I watched him when he was at Virginia Tech. And yeah. it was like watching a man be twice as fast as everyone else. It was Those YouTube insane. clips of those Virginia Tech games right now are still un- amazing. You're like, how is this possible? He's unhuman. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I actually, I have, I think, over here, like a pile of uh, rookie cards. I collected like specifically rookie cards because I wanted them to be worth stuff. Yeah. And I sought out his rookie cards. I have a bunch of them. And they're graded and they're like graded well. Wow, cool. Well, yeah, the weird thing about when you look them up, though, is you're like the same exact card. Sometimes we'll sell for like three dollars because they're like F this guy. And also sometimes sell for like two hundred dollars. because It's like <laughs> what a weird thing about it. And it's the same card. It just depends on what day it's sold. Yeah. Who the buyer is. Yeah, exactly. And so you're just like, I don't even know how to get rid of these. Like I would like to break even on them. But you're also like, ah. Yeah, so I just got a stack of Michael Vick cards. I feel like I watched at least 10 of his college football games. I was really enamored with him. Yeah. It was cool to have him be, you know, a part of the first football game that I ever got to go to in, in, in person. Oh yeah. It was, and be wow. Yeah. That was, that, that was the same year that T.O. was an Eagle and that Donovan McNabb was the quarterback of the Eagles. D'Angelo Hall was one of the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That was, that was another thing that being, wasn't that a high scoring game in the second half? They like really just both lit it up. Yep. Yep. And there was, there was one, like the, the most, the most memorable, there was two memorable uh, plays of the game. One of them was Michael Vick had the sweep to the right quarterback sneak yeah. to, to, for the score. And then I another one was my brother. And then another one was Donovan McNabb just cocked back and threw like a 60 yard bomb and, and D'Angelo Hall picked it off. Mm-hmm. And, with where our seats were at, you know, I'd, I'd gone to high school football games. I'd gone to college football games. Like I, I understand, like actually that, 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 uh, uh, football game was a part of like this weekend where we went down some friends. Like the, that was, it was on, it was the first Monday night football game of the season for that year. And mm-hmm. on Saturday we were at Auburn watching Auburn play Mississippi state. And that was the year that like Ronnie Brown was the running back at Auburn. And, uh, Auburn had a really great team. They blew that yeah. team out. Um, Mississippi state out. And I, I had, I had yet to really experience the height of a NFL football game, meaning mm-hmm. like how high in the air Donovan McNabb threw this ball. I was like, Holy fuck, dude. Like that is like, it was up above, like even the mezzanine or close to the, the third deck. Yeah. And, and then to watch like, so when D'Angelo Hall got the, the interception, the air in that room in the Georgia dome, just went, like it just contracted. Like I'm cheering like a madman and I almost faint. Cause like, you're just like getting caught up in the action. I'm all, <laughs> I had to like stop and pace myself and like, Okay. Okay. Like it was. Oh, it's insane. Nuts. In a dome, it just bounces everywhere. The there's yeah, no room so for the loud. energy to go, and you actually can feel it like just pulsing in the building. Yeah, it's so incredible. And I was like, when all of this stuff happened, you know, like the COVID and the lock-in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was like, "You're gonna do Zoom stand-up shows?" And you're like, "Well, did you do any?" Yeah, I've done. A, I've done a lot actually. I do like okay. three or four weeks still. Oh, and cool. my dad is like, he's just like it's gotta be like the same right and i get the materials the same but the ability for an audience to start connecting and bonding and being one is gone you're all yeah. in your individual room and you can't get that thing 
And so the magic of being at an event is gone. Yeah. Yeah. You get to watch what you're looking for, but you don't get to experience what you're trying to experience. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, you and I have a mutual friend in, in Jeff Dye. He was he was here in Salt Lake um, at comedy mm-hmm. shows. Uh, it was one of the very first weekends when comedy opened back up. And yeah, Wise totally. Guys, yeah, I was texting him about it. So Wise Guys, the, the showroom at Wise Guys has about a 350 person capacity. And with COVID and, and the, the the rules and everything and to keep everybody safe, like Wise Guys is super, super careful about it. They only allowed for 120 tickets to be sold. And so, and they had to be spread out and there was all this stuff. And even though we got the live feedback on that show, like I, I hosted those shows, it still was weird. Cause it's like, you don't get the clump of energy of like people all being together mm-hmm. and laughing. And there was even some patrons of the show that were wearing masks and stuff. So it's like, they're laughing into their mask and it just muffled it. And it was like, it's better than a zoom meeting, but dude, dude, this is still brutal. It's kind of rough. I know. Yeah, well, like people don't really get from being in the audience that you get when you're on stage is you can start to feel the whole audience sort of breathe together. Yeah, yeah. There's like a pulse to them. Yeah, it really does become one. Yeah. And like that is because you're in a group. That's like when you like you see a concert and Freddie Mercury is able to sing and the whole audience sings back at the same time. Yes. Because they're all inhaling at the same time, the same air and then bringing it right back to him. He's like pushing back and forth the energy. And that's what makes that so magical. Yes. Yeah, I miss it. We, we've, we've, uh, of course. Bryce Prescott, everybody. He has a podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear longer, he has longer episodes than I have. He has a show called Grabbing the Mic. You can download it now anywhere that you downloaded this. If you downloaded this, you can download his podcast because he's the one that showed me how to even upload these onto the internet. He was who I went to for that. We didn't even talk about that side of things. None for a couple years. What a good guy. Absolutely love him. Uh, and of course, his name, you see how it's spelled. B-R-Y-C-E-P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T. And you can find him on anything under that, you know, like, Instagram, Twitter, he's out there. He's doing his thing. Guys, next week, I have two good friends. I'm taking advantage of the Zoom thing again. Both of them live out of state. I know them very different ways. Ali Musa, who started with me in Tucson, Arizona, and then Monica Nevy in Seattle. Love Monica Nevy. She's coming on next week, talking about what's going on up there during her quarantine during Seattle. We even talk about a wedding that she went to in Seattle. So there's a lot of stuff coming. You got good stuff coming. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Aaron M. Marsh on everything. You guys may notice I got a new sticker. I'll put those things for sale soon. I have a plan. There's a reason they're not for sale now. They'll be for sale later. Just stay with me. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. As always, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be? 
what that's how it must be I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me I've got to be free I gotta be free Derek a try 